This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Learn more at southcities.church. Well, I'm done. Stacy's <laughs> taking over. Stacy, uh, why don't you introduce what the topic is about today? Well, we have some special guests on the podcast today. We have Bruce and Karen Power. Woohoo! <laughs> Bruce has been with us before, but I don't know if Karen has ever been on the podcast. No, I haven't. This is my first time. So welcome. Thank you. It's really a treat to be here. Well, we were looking actually for just a spot to fill in our podcast schedule. And I knew that Bruce was going to be coming in for, <laughs> just to be transparent, uh, Bruce was going to be coming in to do the recap. And I thought it would be fun to have Karen come for this one as well. And just have a time to get to know the powers. Like, I would love to see this happen with all the elders and wives that are willing. I know it's kind of scary, but I would just love for people to get a chance to get to know you that might not know you or that are newer to the church. So we thought we would just ask you some questions, and Daniel can add in questions that he has. (laughs) Well, I don't know, just starting off before we dive into like the ministry stuff, should I ask first, like, what do you guys do for fun? Like when you're not at church? What's fun? <laughs> Is that a strange word? No. What do you guys like to do? We, we, uh, <laughs> well, we have a lake cabin, so we hang out up there in the summertime a lot. Um, I like to ride a motorcycle and play golf. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my fun things. And then... Yeah. um, I love movies. So we show up at the movies a lot. We go out for coffee. Yeah. I love to bake and I love to cook. We hang out with people. And sometimes I can even talk Bruce into going to Mall of America. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we have grandkids, so we hang with the boys. (laughs) Fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, Bruce pulled up in his motorcycle today, and that well, there they are. (laughs) Ooh, ooh. What is your favorite coffee shop? Great question. Okay, I would be really remiss if I didn't say tapestry mm. or blue nose. Um, hey, we live right across the street from a caribou, so I can just roll out, go across the street and <laughs> grab a caribou. I'm good with that. And then just down the street from that is a Starbucks. So I don't have real particular loyalties, mm-hmm. but I do have the places that you'll usually find me. Yeah. Nice. Well, so talking about ministry a little bit, how long have you guys been at Bethlehem? I mean, we're South Cities, but how long have you been at Bethlehem? 25 years since 1998. Really? Wow. And how did you, did you have something you wanted to add in, Daniel? No. How did you go about becoming an elder at that, or when, how long have you been an elder? Since 2001. Oh, okay. So about two and a half years after we started attending. I think I've always felt drawn to that ministry and yeah. 
It, it was at a ministry fair back probably 1999 ministry fair. Um, and Tim Johnson, who was at the, the chair of the elder council at that time, put a a uh, sign-up sheet for anybody that was interested in taking minutes for the elder meetings. Oh. So I, sign, I would think I was the only one who signed up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the smartest move, but <laughs> no, it was actually good. And uh, so for a year, I took minutes. I was okay. the secretary for the elder council. And, um, you know, at that, by the end of that year, uh, on several things they, they'd be talking about, they'd ask me what I thought even. And I'm going, I'm just taking minutes here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from one thing led to another from there, and I was interviewed and became an elder in 2001. Okay. That's a long time to be doing that. Um, what has it been like being a non-staff elder? And I know you're retired now, but when you were working, how did you juggle working full-time, especially the kind of job you had before? Maybe you could say what that was if people don't know. Yeah, I was a pilot for Delta Airlines, um, Northwest and then Delta for 36 years. So um, it was a great career. And one of the nice things about it ministry-wise is um, it afforded me time off where a nine-to-five job probably wouldn't. So I had a lot of weekdays off. And when I was off, I was really off. So I'd be off for three, four days, five days sometimes in a row. Um, And then I'd be gone for three or four days. Mm -hmm. But even when I was gone on layovers, I could do some work like lesson planning for Sunday school or if I was preaching a sermon prep could be done on the road. Um, So all all you need is a computer and internet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was, that's one way I was able to balance those. Um, And then Karen was a good gauge. She always let me know (laughs) if I was not balancing those properly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if you want to add anything else. Oh, actually the balance sounded really good. (laughs) (laughs) But it, and it does help. I think Karen has been very supportive through all these years um, of that sense of drawing on my life. And and so it's been great to have a supportive wife and one who takes ministry seriously herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in 2001, prior to um, the multi-campus era experiment at Bethlehem, um, what was it like being an elder at the sole location with multiple services compared to being an elder now? Like what is, what has changed in 22 years? Just the highlights, like the, the most obvious things that have changed, <laughs> Bruce. Well, probably the biggest change is John Piper's retirement. <laughs> I mean, Piper's um, presence gave Bethlehem a platform that, um, we probably haven't had since. And, um, you know, I, I, I was amazed. I remember one incident at a pastor's conference, the Bethlehem Pastor's Conference, not too long after I'd become an elder, and I got talking with some guy in the bookstore at that conference who was a youth pastor from, I don't think, somewhere in Nebraska, I think. 
And when he found out I was an elder, he started pouring out all his life problems and wanted counseling right there in the middle of the bookstore at the conference. And I'm going, whoa, what? (laughs) So it kind of gave you an instant credibility to be from Bethlehem. And uh, of course, we're a much smaller church now. And in a way, I kind of like that. I kind of like not being part of a large uh, conglomerate that's um, got a reputation around the world. But there were certain advantages to that too. You could go anywhere in the world, and yes, you had instant credibility in the Christian community just because of where you were from. Yep. Well, I want to come back to Karen, and someone wanted me to ask you what it's like being an elder's wife, but then I'd also love to hear like how you guys do ministry together, because you guys do a lot together, which I love to see that. So do you have anything you want to say about that? <laughs> I'm very thankful for the opportunities and the blessings and just the affirmation for Bruce that the Lord has given him in calling him to be an elder, a teacher, and how he um, keeps confirming that over and over to him. It's amazing to watch, and I'm thankful to be part of that however I'm needed. Um, To be an elder's wife, I take it very seriously. I hold it loosely I it kind of embrace it joyfully. You know, that might sound a little dramatic or what have you, but I feel like even when I'm in the background supporting or threatening to take away his phone, you know, that's <laughs> it is um, it's something that I do with the Lord and his best for Bruce in mind. So um, that's, that's mm-hmm. probably a good summary. Mm-hmm. And what, maybe this is a hard question to answer sometimes, but um, what gifts um, has the Lord given you that you're using in the local church? You feel like um, you're being able to put into practice in ministry. I guess, what are you involved in, Karen? <laughs> okay, we can go there. Okay. <laughs> I know the gifts thing is hard to answer, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. We talked about that yesterday a little bit. And I said, where do you think my gifts I lie? Know, you know, I, when you try to concretely describe. Right. I know how I function. Yep. Um, but I am on the women's ministry leadership team presently with some just exceptional, precious, God-centered women seeking to love the, the women of the body well. And in God-centered ways, um, my joy is to be part of the congregational care and counseling ministry. Yay! With, yes, <laughs> with you and um, with our little team of uh, people. Again, just um, so godly and so desiring to love well and point others to Christ. Um. Bruce and I meet with couples. Um, I'll have the first opportunity to facilitate a study this fall for women. Mm -hmm. I'm on a couple care teams. 
I do elder wife stuff, whatever that is. Yep. Um, and the one fun thing that I'm doing now for this season, for right now, I'm on um, a team that's working on denominational affiliation for our mm-hmm. church moving forward. And that is something really different than what I've done in the past. What's yeah. your favorite denomination, Karen? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going $10, there. $10, $20, $5. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't met with everyone yet. You know, to give exactly. them all Exactly. We do hearing. need to do so, our due diligence. Who's offering the most money, though, Karen? <laughs> well, I don't know. Are they but, offering any money? I'm not sure they'll be offering any money. Probably require us to give money. Yeah, exactly. But mm. I am having such a great time with that. Getting to do my research and asking the questions yeah. and praying and thinking about it. Uh-huh. Only with no final exam. So this was better than class. Yes, definitely. Um, and then Bruce, what right now, what does being an elder day to day look like? What are you doing with all of your time? <laughs> <laughs> well, like Karen said, um uh, I've got several people I meet with. We we're meeting with a couple couples. Yeah. I think at least one, um, two. Um, and then since I'm chair of the elder council, so there's monthly, there's meetings to get prepared for. Um, during the school year, I've been involved in teaching truth on fire and teaching Sunday school classes. And yeah, that's, yeah. Kind of life as an elder right now. <laughs> Lots of meetings with people. Yeah, that's great. I I love that. I'm super thankful for you guys. Um, I have one more question, but Daniel, do you have any others you wanted to add in, or did you want to come in after my last question? I'll come in after your last. Oh, question. Okay, I would just love to hear what your guys's prayers or hopes are for our church. You know, nine months out from being. South Cities, what would your prayers be for our church? Well, I think the same as my prayers have been for the church all along. I mean, I I, uh, I have strongly believed in the concept of the local church. I think that's God's plan. I think there is no plan B, so it's imperfect and, and full of flawed and sinful human beings as the church is. Um, that's where we learn to be patient with one another, to bear one another's burdens, to um, to care for one another, and to exhort and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my hopes going forward, my prayers going forward, is that you know now being a a somewhat smaller fellowship of believers, we would be able to live out body life in a more tangible better way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that, and that as always, as, as has always been my prayer and hope is that we would grow as a fellowship of believers who are committed to the word of God, love the word of God, grow through regular intake of the word of God and live that out in our communities mm-hmm. um, and treasure Christ above all else in our lives. I agree with what Bruce said, and I think I'll just add a couple more thoughts to that. Um, 
hopes and prayers for the church that I think being a family will be so deeply engrafted into our hearts that it extends throughout the entire body Mm -hmm. on um, an organic way. You know, I see um, pockets where it's beautifully being lived out, and I love it, but I would love to see it extending out from those pockets into like the congregation at large to people we don't even know. And Mm across age lines, across like demo lines in totally organic ways, not necessarily organized ways. Mm -hmm. Also, my heart's for women, of course, and I would love to see a growth in the women being equipped by all differing means, and we have wonderful ways through Bible study, through mentoring, through congregational care, um, to have a strong theology foundation and the tools to work on that foundation to stand firm. Um, after all, after salvation in Jesus, it's our foundation. We build on that. And um, the neat thing is that the late David Paulison said, all theology is practical theology. It applies to life and how we live it. Yep. All yes. areas. So, you know, High and lofty prayers, but they, you know, we've got a God who is so big. Mm-hmm. And we, as we keep trying to go after Him and grow together, the Spirit makes everything possible. So, thanks for sharing that, you guys. I love to hear that. Daniel. So, if you could not be Packers fans, what team <laughs> would you feel obligated to root for? Obligated? If not obligated, obligated. you have to. Yes, you have to root for another team in the NFL. <laughs> Give that one to Bruce. He's the Packer fan. All right, Bruce. Based on where I was born and grew up, mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint and maybe get kicked off the Elder Council, but I'm have, <laughs> gonna have to go with the Buffalo Bills. Now you see what my trap has been. <laughs> Finally, we're gonna get Bruce off the Elder Council after 22 years. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. You can be. Uh, that that's you're, you're fine for that. You don't root for the NFL. You don't do football. Just isn't your thing, is it? Actually, I was going to say the Bills. You he were as well. You were. Oh, okay. Yes. No kidding. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, well Karen has a habit of rooting for whichever team is winning. Mm. Oh, <laughs> wait. Never the so Vikings. Are you, are you ever the shift. underdog? Well, like, do you ever root for underdogs? Like when the score is zero zero, and it's like, I know that this team is superior to this inferior team. Do you just naturally root for the superior team, Karen? Yes. Okay, all right, all right. I'm that's so shallow. That's okay, that's, you know, different people have different instincts. Yeah. Ethan said Keep so those she's bad a news bears, the bad news bears, right? So, <laughs> do you hear that, Nathan? I hope you listen to this on your other, wherever you're going next week. That's all. That's it? It is. Oh, okay. Thanks so much for joining us, Bruce and Karen. It's been fun. Thanks, Thanks you for guys. having us. Thank you for having us.